EDM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast, where board studying is now much more enjoyable. I'm Blake Briggs, comma MD, and I am joined today by Ildefat Hussein, comma MD. What up? For each 10 to 15 minute episode, you gain high yield board knowledge, and as we like to say, you come for the stems, but you stay for the content. Please sign up on our website for free updates and episodes, as well as printed handouts on topics. Um, you can go to our website at emboardbombs.com. Again, that's emboardbombs.com. You should sign up right now. Right now. Drop everything you're doing, except if your hands are on the steering wheel. Keep both hands on the steering wheel. And you can also find us on Twitter at emboardbombs. Unless and you drive a Tesla. No, just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. Still, keep your hands on the wheels. Yes. Unless you're on cruise control and parked in a spot. <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram at emboardbombs as well. Hey, Dr. Hussein, it's hot outside. It's so hot. It's like 90-something here, it's and it's humid. Hot. Yeah. It's pretty bad. As my child said, the sun is burning my skin. He is five. <laughs> That's good. Wouldn't expect anything less. All right. You were working some uh, locum tenums in Orlando when a patient is brought to you by EMS from Harry Potter World. The patient's friend apparently was attempting to rid himself of Dementors while on the Hogwarts Express. When his friend flicked his wand in nervous fashion, it was released from his sweaty palm and shot like a dark into his friend's neck while shouting, It's Specto Patronum! Wow, that was quite accurate. Thank you. The friend is present in the ED. He's upset, but more so because his Patronus is a mouse. <laughs> or a cat. He did not retake the BuzzFeed quiz like we did several times to get what we wanted. Yes. EMS did not attempt to remove the wand and transported the patient to the ED for further evaluation. The wand is currently sticking out from the left lateral aspect of the neck, about halfway between the angle of the mandible and the sternoclavicular joint. There is some bubbling present in the wound, but overall it's hemostatically controlled with only oozing present. The patient is alert and oriented. The vitals are as follows, heart rate 113, blood pressure 134 over 67, and oxygen saturation 95%. Which of the following is the next best step? A urgent exploration of the neck in the OR, B, attempt endotracheal intubation in the ED, C, CT angiography of the neck, or D, placement of a cervical collar. What's the correct answer here, Dr. Hussain? Correct answer here is going to be A, urgent exploration of neck in the OR, followed by a psych eval for the, no, I'm just joking, not the psych eval part. I wonder what, was it an elder wand? What is it? <laughs> I know, hey, yeah. The Elder One, Special Wood, all right? Yeah. So. I bet he's going to ask to save it. And should we go into some Harry Potter no, go more? Go ahead. No, no, we won't. The Elder One and the ones that, okay, we won't get into it. Okay. All right, so old school. Yeah. Old school, we remember Zone 1, Zone 2, Zone 3. Let's forget about that. Yeah, can we go back to Harry Potter? I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is only going to take really three or four minutes to talk about. Uh, the main thing is that back in the day, uh, it was zone two meant surgery. Zone one and three meant CTA. Uh, this is no longer uh, in effect. I remember even when I was training, uh, folks would come in, they would look great, but they happen to be zone two, and you just kind of look at each other and say, it looks like they're going to the OR. <laughs> they're just Snapchatting on their phone. I know. Oh. Just, all right, well, zone two, go to the OR. Um, so uh, no longer. 
the external hole does not necessarily correspond to internal injury as we have found. Um, and again, we found out that um, we're probably sending uh, more patients than not that need to go to the OR. Yeah, the zoning criteria were made originally in part because um, certain areas were just easier to get to in the OR. Zone yeah. two is the most wide open. Zone two is literally the neck. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's what it is. And then like, like right. zone one is you know right at the base of the neck and then zone three is like not even visible it's like under the yeah. angle of the mandible right and so, so pretty much everyone yeah. was going to yeah pretty much i was going to the or because like if you have a zone two injury you're going to the or and that was kind of where this criteria was and it's very difficult to reach surgically the other zones and then this whole debate about oh if the hole is over one of the zones that's the zone well clearly we know from penetrating injuries that wherever a bullet or a stab wound enters we have no idea what the path of that object was inside the body right it explains situations you see on like reddit or instagram where a bullet entered the neck and out the butt or something like that it's just like <laughs> somewhere it bounced around everything hit a river too uh, and then left i remember that threat no just kidding <laughs> i do not <laughs> anyway so really the new approach is do a great physical exam do your abcds right that that's critical because one of the options we gave was attempt intracular innovation right so if you feel like you're losing an airway something we'll talk about especially if you have a rapid expanding hematoma we'll get into that a little bit later but there's a mnemonic that's out there. A lot of folks are probably already using it. It's called the hard brewery assessment. So hard. Brewery or brewery? Oh, jeez. We're not going to get into that right now. All right. <laughs> hard, hypotension. A, arterial bleeding. R, rapidly expanding hematoma. That's honestly the one that probably concerns me the most. D, deficits. And by deficits, we mean neuro or vascular deficits. And then obviously we ended it with brewery or throat. Do you mean neuro or vascular or neurovascular? Uh, you know, it just depends. Uh, is it latte or is it latte? <laughs> so, so moving on, what are your thoughts on uh, C-collars? Not indicated in alert patient with a penetrating neck injury. Not thank always. God. Not always, right? Oh, indicated in alert patient with penetrating neck injury. Uh, now, it's different, obviously, if the patient's altered or they're found down, because then you can't exactly get the best assessment, right? They're not on Snapchat. Uh, they're just kind of down, right? Hashtag down. Hashtag down. Remember that GCS less than nine is going to be 10% risk of some type of C-spine injury. Now, that 10% C-spine injury doesn't mean it's all unstable. You know, it could right. be just a TP fracture. Church. Sure. I don't think that's ever killed anybody. I'm sure there's a case report somewhere. But <laughs> but in general, these patients will have some type of cervical spine injury. So right. just keep that in mind that, you know, patients with a GCS less than nine, and those people will obviously come in looking sick anyway. Right. They likely need intubation, a lot of them. Right. Um, but but this is a big debate that goes on, I think. You know, we, we have this reflexive, like, knee-jerk reaction to put a C-collar on anyone that comes in from a trauma. The point I'm saying this is because that's one of the answer choices. That's not the right answer. Right. You know, people look at this and say, oh, that's something that I can do quick and fast in the ED. That's probably the answer. It's not the answer here. Right. That's not the right step. Right, right. So when it comes to intubation, before we go into some of those key things we're going to look out for, Blake, you know, we talked about rapid expanding hematoma, whatnot. what are some of those key things that you're, that you might just go ahead and intubate the patient and where the next answer choice would have been uh, not to take the patient, you know, to the OR, but it would have been, hey, attempt nutricular intubation. That's a great question. You know, before going into that, you have to respect this type of injury. Um, these yeah. injuries are deceivingly dangerous. It's right. almost a tip of the iceberg kind of injury. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of anatomy in the neck, as you can imagine. The way I like to think of it as, and I think this is in real life and traumas too, is this patient able to make it to the OR to be intubated? 
And if, and if they are, if this patient is, and it's potentially a very unstable airway and they're doing okay at that point, I'm totally fine with them going to the OR and getting intubated in a controlled environment. Right. Um, because even though we are capable of handling airway issues, it's much safer to be in a controlled operating room where they can also perform an emergency tracheostomy under right. anesthesia too. Yeah. And so I like to say that this is not something that like you should just take pride in. I'm just going to take their airway before they go to the OR. You need to weigh the risks and benefits of what you're about to get into. Here's why. Um, you can have extremely difficult airways with penetrating neck injuries. The landmarks might be absent, right? And why are landmarks absent here? Depends, of course, where the injury is, but you can have complete distortion of what you're looking for, right? The retinoids, the cords, they may not even be cords present on your exam. There could be a lot of bleeding that's completely distorted everything. It could be vomiting. Um, and we showed an example more of a clean injury, which was just simply a wand to the neck. Elder wand. Elder wand yes. to the neck. And now, you know, obviously you have, in, realistically, you're going to be having people multiple stab wounds and other yeah. types of things, yeah. right? Um, so externally, things might look okay, but you, as soon as you go in there, as you mentioned, Blake, everything is shifted around. Yeah. And this is another point here, um, really interesting to think about that we, we don't often do, is that excessive bagging here could be detrimental. Right. Um, one, because you shouldn't be excessively bagging in general. Um, for many reasons, but in this case, if you bag, all the air, air. is going in, right. all that sub-Q emphysema, the Disaster. air is distorting completely yeah. all that anatomy. Right. And so then when you go to intubate, everything is mixed up. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't be doing any blind bougie insertions or any, and you gotta be careful with your blind airway insertions too if you are doing extraglottic device here. Um, and that's because there's a huge increased risk of creating a false track. Right. Um, so don't try to just blindly insert a bougie and hope you get tracheal rings. You don't know really where you are a lot of the times, right. especially with the severe penetrating neck injury. In this question here, this guy did not need to be intubated, and that's because his saturations were above 95%, his blood pressure was fine, his heart rate was fine, and he was, quote, alert and oriented with a hemostatically controlled wound. Now, then you're probably wondering, okay, well, if he seems so stable, why is he why in the you OR? OR? Yeah. It's a great question. This guy has a neurovascular concern, really neurovascular airway concern. On the hard brewery assessment, he has bubbling present from his wound, which automatically suggests he has some type of airway concern that needs to be addressed in the OR. This is a classic board question. I've personally had a similar question like this. This will come up on boards and it'll trick people because people will think, oh, there's a bubbling present. I have time to do a CTA. You do not. These yeah. people need to go to the OR emergently. They could crash at any time. But you don't need to urgently do airway intervention at the time. And that's one, because you want them to be in a safe environment if need to be converting to a, a tracheostomy or cricothrotomy. And right now, this patient's alert-oriented. Alert-oriented. Yeah, I think that's, that's the, the key thing. right there. And vital signs overall are looking okay, satting fine. So the question choice is already telling you, all right, from a respiratory standpoint, um, things appear to be okay. Get him into a controlled environment, and that's where he needs to go. All right. Anything else? So really remember the whole zone two, one, two, three, whatever, out the window. New approach, do a great exam. Look for key things that they're going to present to you, which are going to be the vital signs and small things like oozing, bubbling, and whatnot. Hard brewery assessment, look for hypotension, arterial bleeding, rapidly expanding hematoma, deficits, again, neurovascular, and then obviously brewery thrills. Yeah, and remember that, you know, I said this before, but just also major points here. You're doing a solid physical exam, like any trauma patient. And then you're doing basically the debate after that of these neck injuries is, am I doing a CTA or going to the OR? Yeah. And most of the time they'll get the CTA because they're not going to have these hard brewery signs. But yeah. they do, once they have the hard brewery signs, the next it's step hard is... to OR. It's hard to the OR. Oh, I like that. <laughs> hard <laughs> to the OR. <laughs> yeah, once you have these hard brewery signs, then you have to ask yourself, am I taking their airway or not before they go to the OR? All right, that's another bomb delivered. Remember to sign up on our EMR Boom. bombs. <laughs> Boom goes to dynamite.
for future episodes, new content, and updates. Again, that is ianboardbombs.com. Boom. Boom. It's totally free to sign up. Did you know it's no cost to you? Hey, I heard if I sign up, I get these awesome newsletters that have these great like study sheets and uh, question and answers to board bombs. You're 100% correct. I don't know where oh, you heard hey, that from. I heard we got someone doing our Instagram now. We do. We got boots on the ground. We got somebody <laughs> doing it. <laughs> I mean, I complained for the first three months of this pod that we didn't have an Instagram person. Hey, and shout out to our fantastic person behind it. Who is it? Marlena Kuhn Wasiski. Nice. Going into what? Emergency medicine. Nice. I know. Can't make a better decision than that. Right. We appreciate all her help. We're really expanding the team here. Yeah. It's turning into like a regular bombardier forest, basically. Right? Boots bombardier on the ground. Forest. Boots we on really the ground. are. We are. We are. Um... Weaponized education. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please drop us an Apple review as well. Really push us up in the podcast ratings. If there's a particular topic you want, let us know in the review or shoot us an email back, a uh, reply for the newsletter. You can find us on Twitter, again, at EMBoardMoms, as well as Instagram, as Dr. Usain said. You got anything else to add? That is it. All right. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. <laughs>